Hey, Marie, how's it going? It's going pretty good, but I'm pretty sick at the same time. So my voice is super croaky. I wanted to say like I had the husky like voice, but I don't. It's just cro- <laughs> it's just croaky. <laughs> right, right. We should take a quick moment right here, right up at the top and make sure our microphones are right because Riverside has been sabotaging us lately. So if you've heard, there was one episode, I think in September, Marie's mic was on the wrong thing for some reason. And then I think it was just the last one where my mic got to the wrong one. So mine is good to go according to the setting. So if this is, if I'm sounding like static, like I did before, it's all Riverside's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's good to go. I just sound bad because I'm sick. Right. Oh, yeah. You, sound you sound great. You sound fine. You. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. How are things going other than dealing with sickness? Like how are things going in llama life these days? It's going pretty good. We're like so busy. When I say we, it's me and two other people. We're preparing for the mobile app launch. The goal is to launch it next month. So in December, 2023, and we're on target, funny enough, <laughs> but there's just a lot of stuff to do. And we've been experimenting with different marketing things as well because, you know, you've got to get the word out there. We're trying out this new thing like collectible, basically doing like collectible icons where we have a web desktop product right now. And what we're doing is like we're launching all these mobile app icons that you can collect now. And then when the app comes out, you can use those icons like instead of the, you know, the original icon. So I've just been like doing a lot of stuff around that. So it's marketing, but there's a lot of dev stuff to do as well because people, there needs to be like a vehicle to like share these icons and then redeem them and then make them available later. So we're just doing all that ourselves. I don't even know if there might be like a custom platform for this. I have no idea. We just built it. Probably. There's probably some SaaS out there that does. Yeah, there there probably is. And I don't know. Anyway, we just built it. It didn't take that long, but I'm going to launch it today. So pretty excited about that. And then obviously we've got to create the icons as well. And so I'm doing all that as well. And yeah, we're just trying to find like different creative ways to share them. So the latest one is like this. It's like a, you know, those scratchies for like lottery tickets. It's kind of like that. Like you have a little silver thing and then you scratch it off like with your finger or your mouse It's like the type you used to use, like find a penny or something to scratch off, except no one has a penny. So you're always like, how do I, how do I scratch this off? Yeah, or you get your keys or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, It's it's like that, but obviously digital. And, you know, I just had fun kind of trying to mimic the scratching effect. So Mm -hmm. I used, um, I just used like the, the canvas element. You have two images and one you're scratching off and it reveals the other underneath. And then it added like all these sound effects as well to kind of make it scratchy and then kind of made it really hard to scratch off the canvas. So there's different levels, like some are really easy and others like you have to scratch it like several times. So that was fun to do. And we plan to do like a different creative thing for each icon. So Mm -hmm. this is the first one and I need to make like, I don't know, four others of these with a different idea. So I don't know what they're going to be yet, but (laughs) this is the first one. Making it hard for yourself. (laughs) Yeah, but it's... But it's not wasted effort because we're actually going to use these effects in Llama Life. Mm, So we always think about, you know, how can we use the scratchy effect in Llama Life? Like, is there something that we can do with it? And I always think about that ahead of time. So it's not wasted. Mm -hmm. Right now, the plan is to actually create a section in Llama Life, which is just full of fidget stuff. So we could have a fidget spinner, like maybe like a tab in the mobile app. And it's just fidget stuff. And we might rotate it so there's only one per day or something. 
And then you could have a fidget thing. You could have something where you're scratching something. There could just be buttons with cool sounds. Literally like, um, you know, those little fidget cubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those physical fidget cubes. Taking something like that, but making it digital. Just having some fun with it. So everything we make for the marketing icon collectible thing, we're going to be reusing stuff. It might not be exactly the same idea, but we're going to reuse the, the code and right, right. the mechanism behind it. Yeah, so I'm I'm having heaps of fun with that. Nice. And yeah, I don't know. That's launching today, so we'll see. We'll see Very cool. Yeah, I love that. I think that scarcity is always like motivating for people and this this is cool because it's like you're using that scarcity model but like in a fun way. Like the scarce yeah. thing, it like you don't have to pay money, you get to do this fun thing to unlock something so that, mm-hmm. you know, later you'll pay money or whatever it is. And so it's like a really fun, playful way to use that you know, use that sort of common marketing thing that will get people more kind of invested. I think that's super fun being able to kind of unlock icons or uh, whatever it is. So I'm excited to see how that goes for you. I don't know about you, but sometimes I might have a good app, but I hate putting it on my home screen because I hate the icon. (laughs) So I'll move it (laughs) to like a second screen or something. I think our original icon looks great, but if you don't like the color, for example, because it's going to be yellow, you can pick another one with a different kind of color and background. Nice. I think that'll be fun. And then, you know, the other thing I did, this was like a last minute thing. I started counting the pixels that were scratched off because you can easily pull that information from the canvas mm-hmm. element. And it's really funny because I put it on the screen. So it can it will say like, oh, you've scratched off like 99.5. Oh, I'm sure people are like, I got to get every little Gotta bit. Got to get it to 100. <laughs> it's really hard to get it to 100 because of the scratch effect. Mm. The scratch effect we made that hard as well. So sometimes there's like a one or two pixels you haven't co- you haven't got and it's really hard to find them. Right. So we're kind of making it a bit like a game as well. Love that. The hope is that people take screenshots, that they've scratched everything off 100% on hard mode nice. and they share it as a bragging kind of thing. And obviously when they share it, it's marketing for us. So the big goal is marketing. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously we mm-hmm. want to make it fun as well, but... It's got to do something. Otherwise, if it doesn't do something from a, an awareness perspective, then it didn't work. You know, it'd be fun. I mean, this is like a total tangent and a bunch of work. So probably ignore this, but it came to mind. So I'm going to say it anyway. Like one of the other ways that you do the reveal, like you could have sort of like some sort of arcade, like 80s arcade sort of theme. But then whenever you do it, maybe it's like Pong or something. I don't know. But whenever you do it, you actually have a leaderboard. Mm. And like, it'd be pretty kind of fun to have like a little mini leaderboard in there. So people could uh, have bragging rights, get their three, you know, three initials in there. Something like that could be pretty cool. That's so cool. There would need to be a time limit though, because a lot of people right. are going to hit hundred percent of pixels cleared, but it's mm-hmm. how quickly can you clear a hundred percent of the be, pixels? It could be for whatever other kind of challenge you come up with though, too. Like yeah. for one of the, you know, one of the other reveals that's not yeah. the, like scratch. I don't know what that's going to be, but maybe just, just an idea. Well, we are an app that has a timer, so it would make sense yeah, to put yeah. like a clock or something that whether it's counting up or down, it's like you have, you have one minute to clear these pixels. Like how many can you clear in one minute? So that could be one challenge. The other challenge is how long does it take to clear a hundred percent? Probably better <laughs> to do the countdown because we're, our app has got countdown timers. So that would fit better with our actual product. 
right? Mm, good ideas, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for awesome. adding to my workload. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try it. I don't know how you're going to build that and then make it part of, long- I don't know, actually, now I'm thinking about like a scoreboard, long term, yeah. some sort of Llama Life multiplayer could be something sure. interesting there. Anyway, so I'll, I'll just say for in my world of things, I... For October, as you know, people listening to the show know, like I was kind of, I was pretty busy because I was flying all over the place for several different trips that I had planned. But I also, it was uh, ADHD Awareness Month, so I had my, I had a discount on my ebook for all of October, where it was four ninety nine instead of nine ninety nine. That's been kind of an interesting experiment, just seeing like what you know, how many, how many copies do I sell per day. And how many, how, like, what's the royalty rate that I'm, like, getting every day? And now I've gone back. So now it's November, and I've gone back up to the, you know, normal price of $9.99. And I'm just sort of, like, I don't know yet, but I'm. it's going to be really interesting to watch and see, like, what happens to the, to the numbers now? Like, does it drop way off? Does the number of books go down, but the royalty stays the same? Who knows? And so that'll be sort of interesting. So I know there's some other authors out there. Paul Millard's talked a lot about this on Twitter, and then Harvard Call as well, that kind of experimented with dropping their eBooks from $9.99 to $4.99 and had great success, and so just decided to keep that permanently. And so that, I might experiment with that again in the new year after I have like another month or so with some more data to see what it looks like on a quote-unquote normal month. But anyway, that's kind of all that's really going on there. I did, I don't have anything to really talk about it, but I have also sort of jump-started that app that I talked about this summer, the app I was working on with a buddy that kind of like... CRM one? Yeah, kind of the personal CRM. So we kind of like, we're just sort of dipping our toes back into like picking up that project and got some new life there. So we'll see how that goes. And yeah, that's kind of what is going on with me this week. I'm kind of excited for you for that because like we've been doing so much of the book stuff, like writing, organizing it, marketing the book. And I know you're itching to get back into kind of the building, like the more technical dev design yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. which you've been missing and, and craving. So <laughs> that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Did you get the Apple Watch Ultra? I just saw it on your wrist. You what? did see it. That was going to... <laughs> Is that what you were going to show me? I, yeah. Oh, because so, you were... Okay, because before the pod, you were like, I'm going to talk about this one thing, but I'm not going to tell you. Was that it? That was, yes, that, that was <laughs> it. You, you spied it on I spied uh, my wrist. It. That's a, okay, so I would never get the Ultra because my wrist is way too small. Mm, mm-hmm. But I just, if I was going to get it, I would pick that same band, the band that you got, the, what, the sort of like on the cream and orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I, so yeah, so I recently, I decided, so I have this, I had the series four for a long time. That's, I don't know how many years it's been, but it's every time I watch the new updates and then I, and then I see like, oh, what's new? Mm, Nothing I care that much about. I'm just going to stick with the old one. And so the significant thing that happened, I think the series five was when it introduced the always on face. Yeah. And so that was the one thing that I missed. Like I would look down and then sometimes it'd take a second for the screen to come on. And that was annoying. But other than that, I was kind of like the series four does everything that I need for the most part. I'm pretty happy with it. But then, like, the latest version of... And I saw the Ultra come out last year. I was like, that looks pretty cool. I probably don't need it. And again, I'm happy with my Series 4. I'm good. Mm -hmm. So then the new version of watchOS comes out. 
and my the battery life for my Series 4 that's been like just enough that it makes me through the day every day, it doesn't do it anymore. And now okay. it was like I'd be, you know, finish dinner, put the kids to bed, start to watch a show, and I look down, my watch is dead. And, and I tried like doing a few different things to like, maybe I can do this to sort of squeeze a little extra juice out of it. And it was like, all right, it's time. This thing, this isn't going to work. And yeah. so I, again, I was like, well, I want to buy a watch and then not have to think about it for another like four or five years or whatever. And so I just went for the big one with the ultra the, or the ultra two, which is ultra two. pretty, pretty yeah, similar yeah. to the ultra. It's like basically like a little bit more battery life, I think, but mm-hmm. I, freaking love this watch okay it's so nice one of the things i really love about it is it sort of reminds me we were talking this summer we were talking about hardware and we we're talking about the perfect iphone the iphone 4 that like that brawn yeah. kind of inspired design yeah this yeah, yeah. watch reminds me a lot of that like that like very kind of like bold lines to it and it's just like a little bit more I mean, steampunk isn't quite the right word, but it, there's like something, yeah, industrial kind of vibe to it. Whereas like the normal watch is very like smooth lines and rounded yeah, edges yeah. and stuff like this. This has some stark, harsh lines in it that look really nice. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. Like I, if they made an ultra that was smaller, mm-hmm. I guess then it wouldn't really fit the ultra brand. Right, 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 right. Everything like ultra or max is has to be like big and premium for Apple. But if they made a small one, I would like I dig the design. I like yeah. the harsh lines as well. Like they're more interesting. Not not everything has to be smooth and thin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it's almost too boring. But yeah, cool. All right, interesting. It's a, and and it's flat. It's a flat display, right? Yeah, very it's a it's a flat display which I'm really digging. I mean, the one I'll say the one tiny downside is because of the flat display, I think fingerprints are a little bit more obvious. Where I feel like I don't oh. I didn't notice them as much on the Series 4 and I noticed them just a tiny bit more on this one and I think it's just because of the way the light hits it. Like I either don't see it or at a certain angle I can see all of any fingerprint that's on the screen like at one time. Do you think it's because it's flat, like your finger is touching more of it, so there's more fingerprint left on the screen? I don't think, I mean, that's possible. To me, it feels like it's more that because of the viewing angle, I'm either seeing all of it or seeing none of it. And so like when I see it, it like really kind of jumps out. Um, But the other thing I'll say about it, so it has the titanium, which is just like the new phone has. And I will say that like you don't have the new, you don't have the 15 now. Yeah, so I got the 14 Pro Max. I had so I had the 14 Pro before, and I now I'm with the 15 Max, which is bigger, and I'm kind of like already regretting it a little bit because mm-hmm. it is kind of big. But the titanium makes a huge difference. I mean, not just that it's it's titanium, and it's a little bit more like smoothed edges, and it reminds me a lot. Uh, like the feeling of it reminds me a lot of the four. Like it feels like there's kind of that band around the outside. The the only thing that I wish they had done is when you get the um what do they call it? I think they just call it the natural titanium mm-hmm. color. Yep. The back is sort of like this like white-ish, kind of like a light, like gray color. And I wish they had the option for the back to be black, kind of like the old, you know, almost like the oh, old yeah, where yeah, it had yeah. glass on the black. Because it's got that rim around the outside that's a different color. I don't, know, I don't know how well I'm describing it, but the feel of it is surprisingly different. And it's really light. Like I picked up the 15 Pro Max 
and it felt, I don't know the stats, but it felt about the same weight as my 14 Pro. So even though it was a lot bigger, because of the titanium, the weight was pretty significant. I'm actually a pretty big fan of this titanium change. It feels like a lot nicer than I was expecting it to. And yeah, the watch, the watch is like magic. I'm, I'm, I've you never done it before. Secret. How long, wait, how long have you, how long have you had it? About a week. So I got oh, it okay. about a week ago and you know, I did the thing I normally do where I got it in my head of like, Ooh, maybe I could get that. And then I watched all the videos and <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, yeah, obsessed, totally sold, obsessed. To and now I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I haven't, I've never had the, I've never gotten a watch with like cellular and I'm sort of considering that now. Cause with the ultra, you don't have to like decide. It's just like any ultra has cellular built in. So I'm decide, oh. but I have to decide if I want to pay if for it. You want to pay for it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I, I think I might try experimenting with like going on walks and leaving the phone at home and stuff like that, mm. which uh, I don't know. So it's, that's something I'm toying with. But anyway, I, huge fan, huge fan of the Ultra. It's very sure. I guess it would make sense in this because the screen's bigger. So you could technically do maybe more stuff with it. Totally. And that, that's, yeah, that's another thing I would say. Like I, w with the Series 4, and I had the, I can't remember the different, but I had the larger one of the Series 4. And I always wanted to kind of do stuff on it, but it just felt like it was too small. Like you could technically type, but it was like never great. It had a lot of promise that never quite realized. With, with the Ultra, it really, it feels like I have like a little computer on my wrist. And like the typing, the screen's big enough that the typing totally works. And there's a lot more screen real estate. So like apps have like more detail on there and stuff that you can, you know, an interface that you can interact with. And it feels really nice. It, it's like the dream realized a little bit for having a touchscreen because the, the older, like the normal Apple watch, I feel like there's like basically like four touchable areas on it because it's so, it's so small. There's like not a whole lot of interactivity, but this I can actually type on a like keyboard and it feels pretty darn accurate. So I, I love it. It's so freaking expensive and it's probably not worth it for most people's use case. Uh, mm -hmm. It was definitely a bit of a splurge for me, kind of a, a gift to celebrate like the book launch. I was going to say, like I that. was going to yeah. say, you should reward yourself <laughs> for all the stuff you've done on the book. Right. Um, I have like one little, uh, not, I guess it's like a gripe in a way, like a, I don't know. A so nip. there's one part of me <laughs> that thinks that like, the watch should still be simple and it shouldn't turn into a phone. Like it shouldn't turn into like the thing that you can do everything on. Mm -hmm. It just got me thinking about it as you were talking about, oh, I can type on it and stuff because it's a different device. Like it's a different form factor. And like, are we just blurring everything into one? Like it's kind of like when they did the tablet, like the tablet has a very specific use case now. It's more like a entertainment device or reading or it's a little bit more passive maybe than a phone. But I can see the lines blurring because now you've got like the Apple Pencil. You can actually do a lot of stuff on the tablet. Mm -hmm. You've got the new stands where the, you can get the, the cover with the keyboard built in. It's sort of blurring the lines again into a laptop. And now we've got the watch, which is bigger, which has a keyboard. And the keyboard was on the older versions of the watch too. Yeah. But now your screen is bigger, so you can do maybe I more like with I the keyboard. I feel like I can really accurately yeah. use it. Yeah. But I, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I like the fact that each device has its own purpose and it's a bit more separate. And for that reason, like I'm still rocking like my Pebble watch, <laughs> which is like super old now, but it still works. Mm -hmm. But this watch, I'm holding it up to the screen, but like this watch is, 
um, I don't know, like it still does the stuff I need, right? Like I get notifications on it, which is my main thing. And then it has a timer on it, which I, I use all the time. And then if I want to check out the notification, I'll grab my phone. I totally hear what you're saying. For me, I think I'm thinking of it as possibility to leave my phone in my pocket more. Okay. Because so often, like right now, like before this, my watch was basically a delivery advice to tell me to pull my phone out of my pocket. <laughs> it was like so often, like it was like just enough to tell me, oh, there's something I should respond to or something I should take action on. And 99% of the time that meant pulling out the phone to take that action. So there's a little bit, and I'm still very early, like trying to figure out how to do this, but I'm like trying to respond to text messages with the watch and leaving my phone in my pocket, which I never did before. Like I didn't even bother trying that except for maybe like once or twice on the old watch. And I was like, this is not workable. I'm, I'm just going to pull out the phone and type it. But I'm trying to like, sort of like, could this be like quick replies I can just do it for my watch. And then I'm not tempted to try and do something else for my watch. From the phone, you mean? Well, I'm, I'm not tempted for my watch. But if it was the phone, if I pull out my phone, reply yeah, to the yeah. text, yeah, yeah. now I'm like, oh, and let's see what's on Twitter check and check else, my email and, and do all this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm not tempted that way from the watch because it's like there's enough friction of like, like when I'm using the watch, I'm not thinking, oh, what other fun thing could I do on the watch? Because it's mm -hmm. not really that type of a device. It's more like a, I can take action on a notification from the watch. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's not that temptation where like the phone is like, it's just like a never ending temptation of yeah, different actions and games device. and apps I could. Yeah. So I'm still, I've only had it a week, so I don't know how that it's ultimately going to play out and everything, but that's sort of like, I'm trying to see how can I use my phone less and less and less um, so that it's not the primary way I interact Especially since I have the Pro Max now. Yeah, it's so freaking heavy. Like, I don't want to hold that thing all day. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because you got the Pro Max. like. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it is lighter because of the titanium. But still, it's just so huge and kind of unwieldy that, yeah. So we'll see. It's, I, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of my logic with sort of device choices lately doesn't really hold up. Uh, it doesn't really <laughs> make a lot of sense to most people. But I'm just sort of like in a phase of experimenting and trying stuff out and always trying to see what's going to be like the new, more efficient way of managing things. You know, do you know what, what phone I really want to get? I want to get the Pixel 8. I think you said that like a yeah. week or two ago. Yeah, you've got your eyes. Are you doing the whole like watch all the YouTube yeah, videos yeah, yeah, on yeah. it? When, when you said that about like watching all the things and getting obsessed with the watch, I was like, yeah, I, I spent like a whole day like on the weekend just like researching and watching YouTube reviews of the Pixel 8 and the, and the 8 Pro. And I'm like trying to decide like which one should I get. I mean, I really shouldn't get any of them. But well, it's going to happen. You're going to get the Pixel 8 and then you won't be able to run Llama Life on it because it's coming out on iOS first. iOS, yeah. <laughs> but I can kind of justify it because we're, we're building Android as well. True, yeah. So I'll need so to test it. you both, both devices? Rock both devices at the same yeah. time. Yeah, but then how would I... Okay, so maybe this is a... I don't know, we're running out of time, but maybe this is like a brief segue into messaging because that was one of my concerns if I went to Android. And I've been on Android in the past and I love Android. Uh, I have an Apple, I have a 14 Pro Max at the moment though, but the problem is all my friends are on iMessage. And, and I totally am feeling... we will judge you if you switch. Yeah, I know you will. You probably <laughs> won't even message me like... I was I, like, I just, oh, green bubble, block this number. Do you know what? So the other day, 
I actually did a, I took a screenshot of someone messaging me on Android and someone messaging me on iOS. So the green and the blue. And okay, this is just my theory, but the green looks worse. And it's not just because the color. If you zoom in on the screenshot, the green is more, the text, the white text on the green is more pixelated. And I honestly think. (laughs) This is my theory, but this I honestly is cons- think conspiracy theory. Conspiracy hour. theory. <laughs> I think Apple may actually make the screenshot resolution worse when you take a screenshot of a green bubble, and the contrast is obviously the contrast is poorer as well with yeah. white text on green versus white text on blue. But try it. Like if you zoom in on the screenshot, it's more <laughs> pixelated on I mean, the I green think- bubbles. I think, like, I don't want to, like, burst your your (laughs) conspiracy theory hour here. But I will say what I I think it is, is I think it's a color thing in compression. Uh. Like, it reminds me of what happened with my book cover on Amazon because it's orange because I have that bright orange color. And that does not compress as well on JPEG. So they're fitting to a certain size. So if you look on Amazon, books that are orange and red will be much worse looking just in general because of that compression. So I don't actually know, but I would guess that it's like green compression versus blue compression, that there's something that makes That makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) When I I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh, like I've uncovered this, you know. Yeah, you got the smoking gun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's awesome. All right. Well, I I would love to, we kind of talked before the show, like I'd love to kind of talk about messaging more, but we are kind of running up to the end. So maybe we mm. save that for next week. Yeah. Because um, I know you you got access to Beeper, which you tried out yeah. briefly, and I've been trying it out. And I think I've also tried out its uh, competitor texts, which are like, these are two different apps that kind of like combine messaging from all the different apps into mm-hmm. one. Which I think is a really interesting idea. And actually, uh, you know, you're just talking about your Pebble watch. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't remember his name, yeah, but the Eric. founder of Pebble. Yeah, Eric. He, whatever his last name is. His last name's really long. It starts with okay. M. And I'm going to hey, mispronounce Eric M, it, so I won't say it. Found, founder of Pebble um, in his like, 20, like 24 or something when he did that. But yeah. he also is now like the founder of Beeper. So that's really kind of interesting. That's but, partly why I'm interested. Yeah, I think we should talk into that like at length a bit next week because I think it's so interesting how you know like 10-15 years ago there were different messaging apps but they had like kind of more shared protocols there was Mm -hmm. like I remember Adium was an app I used on the Mac that sort of like brought in you know MSN Messenger, AOL Messenger, ICQ, uh, Google Chat like all of them sort of like came into one app which was a lot easier back then and then they sort of moved away from that and now these services are sort of like hey, let's recapture that again. You know, we can talk next week about how successful they're being at that. Yeah. I mean, the protocol is there, right? Isn't isn't it RCS? It's just that some companies, <clears throat> Apple, refuse to use it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're all using sort of different things. Like protocols exist, but they're like, and well, and, you know, Twitter keeps changing their API rules. And so I'm sure that's part of it too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's it's all kind of a met. Like listening, there was a really great interview. We'll, we'll talk about it next we week. Can we'll talk, talk about, about yeah. uh, Beeper and other messaging stuff yeah. next week, which I think yeah. will be a really good. It also reminds me of you know like with BlackBerry, the old. Um, well, there was BlackBerry Messenger, but that was its own thing. But then there was BlackBerry Hub, and the BlackBerry Hub brought 
was just like one single place. I've got to think that that inspired Beeper in some way. But the BlackBerry Hub was a hub which let you re- like see everything, messages, emails, WhatsApp, Twitter, DMs, all in one place. Mm. So you could kind of clear out like an inbox almost without leaving the BlackBerry Hub, but it would link to all these services. It's the same kind of thing, but obviously BlackBerry is like no more. So Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we're running out of time. What are you doing this week? Yeah, what am I doing this week? Well, I'm wrapping up. I don't know. I can't remember if I've talked about this much on here, but I've been doing um, ADHD coach training. So I've been going to uh, ADCA, which is like a ADD coaching academy, and doing training to eventually become an ADHD coach. And this week, as the episode airs, is like my last week where I've like finished training. And then I won't be certified. Like That's a whole nother process. But that's sort of a big focus of mine, just sort of like figuring out next in whatever this sort of like side business world, like what's next for Jesse in the next couple of years. Like I think coaching is going to be a big part of it. And now it's like once I finish the course, it's like, oh, no, now I'm free and I can do anything. What does that look like? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And just sort of figuring that out. And like all the other things with like the book, which is just like a constant, like looking into advertising with the book and stuff like that. But yeah, how how the pricing experiment does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of watching that day to day. So yeah, how about you? Well, we're going to launch this icon collectible site and I'm actually going to take a little bit of a break because there's a long weekend coming up in uh, Melbourne Cup. And so yeah, it'll be like weekend plus two days. So that will be nice. I'll probably still do a bit of work. Maybe more just um, design styling for the mobile app. But I'm going to try and take it a bit easy because I've just been sick a lot. You know, I had yeah, COVID. Well, yeah, we both had better. COVID and now I'm sick again. I feel like I just recover from one and I get another, which means I'm run down. So, yeah, right. I'll probably just take a break. But some styling in the background and then maybe I'll do some creative stuff for the icons. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see a healthier uh, version of you next week. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you then. See ya.